Take one, take one, let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Q and Play. <laughs> What's <Yeah>. up, man? <laughs> Q and Ripple. <laughs> I think Ralph is still sound checking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, now you're unsharp. Ooh, yeah, now you. <laughs> now Ralph is out of focus. Because no you put the, the mouth in front of the camera. Now you're unsharp. Mouth. Yep. Oh yeah. Me and my big mouth. <laughs> out of yeah, focus. Exactly. How have you guys still been? Sharp? Yep. Yeah, still in sharp. Maybe you should go a bit in focus on me, man. Probably and we'll see. No, still. No. But you also need to get better internet, I think. But <laughs> <laughs> how have you guys been? Good. Yeah. 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 Yep. Very good. Um, things are getting a bit boring now here in Holland. Um, really. With the we have a new lockdown. Um, which involves a curfew. Uh, we can't go out after 9 p.m. at night. So it's you can't really visit friends at night. So that's boring. But uh, for the rest, uh, I can still go to, to my studio. So I'm uh, I'm happy and I'm enjoying myself uh, making have music. So ma Have you been making music a lot? Yes, um, I have been finishing a lot of music and like this year is pretty much uh, is, is planned. Um, at least the coming months, and I'm I'm also uh, releasing other stuff that doesn't have anything to do with Jay Hardway, uh, which is just like it's fun to make, and I'm just gonna release it under aliases and uh, not really to to gain like a lot of plays, but just to have something extra to do, you know. Um, which because I just really like making music. Okay. So, yeah. And what about you, Ralph? You've been um, to the Beeksbergen? I've been to the Beeks Mountains. <laughs> no, it's the Beeksbergen. It's a cool um, uh, a resort where you can stay. Where uh, Normally it's uh, a big zoo, where you uh, like a wildlife reserve, but then in Holland. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, you have this little house uh, uh, next to the... Yeah, it's called the Savanne. The Savanne. And um, you can see giraffes walk by, zebras, um, ostriches, and all kinds of uh, wildlife, uh, which is pretty cool. And I've been there for the last five days with my family, and um, we had a blast. And uh, we drank some wines, uh, shared some uh, good conversations, played some um, games. And uh, with the little one, my little girl just turned one and a half, so... Yeah, she loves it over there. Uh, she always wants to go outside, and which was pretty cold, but it was lovely. Yeah. What about you, Joey? Poof. What did I do? <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> Drug, drugs, <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, I just went uh, went outside to the woods to have a walk with my baby girl as well. Well, not a baby anymore. It's almost three, but. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, nothing much. Like like you said, Jopke, you're not really. It's not really possible to do anything right now. So, aside from doing grocery shopping and going to the woods for a walk, that's about it. I did uh, wash my car on uh, on Saturday. Went that's through the cold. car wash. I, w I went through the car wash, so uh, you can stay wow. in a warm car. But it's like a, it's a day out, you know. It's like that's how I also. I always think the car wash is really fun, <laughs> and now it's like I'm really looking forward to it. So I might. I might start doing this every week or every other week. <laughs> Just to go out. 
yeah it's like it's it's always fun and it's always really yeah. rewarding to have a clean car again wild so. times wild times wild yeah. times exactly the life aside of a rock star from, aside from um the wild things that we that we've had in the in the last weeks the wild life that we have a lot of things happened on Bitcoin, and I know that everyone's talking about it right now. Right now, and Ralph, people who are watching this might not know this about you, but you actually have a degree in this stuff. Well, not Bitcoin, in Bitcoin. but <laughs> no, not, not in Bitcoin. Um, no, um, I, I have a master's degree in uh, financial management and uh, investment uh, investment analysis. Uh, so yeah, thing. it's uh, kind of my cup of tea. Um, but yeah, what's happening with Bitcoin is just uh, crazy. Uh, if uh, my homie Elon Musk, booyah, says something about it, which is positive, the yeah, the Bitcoin just uh, rises, raises twenty five percent. Yeah, that's so sick. Yeah, uh, but even like he doesn't even need to mention anything. He just put it in his Twitter profile, and it yeah. went up. Yeah, crazy, crazy. And the crazy thing is, uh, Elon Musk. Uh, they say he's the richest man uh, uh, of Earth, but that's only in uh, on paper because he's not cash rich. Uh, actually, he needs all his cash to uh, amp up the production volume of Tesla. And um, so, if anyone is not buying any Bitcoin anytime soon, it's Elon Musk himself. But when he says something about anything, uh, yeah, the prices just uh, go berserk. And I don't think we have ever seen these kind of uh, buying frenzies uh, nowhere near in, uh, in recent history. And uh, yeah, it's uh, financially speaking, we now have the, the silver squeeze and the, the, the ripple pump and Dogecoin and I don't know what, uh, more GME of uh, GameStop, uh, AMC, yeah, these are crazy times. And uh, so, so what what would you say to like people who are watching or listening right now? We we we've, we've talked about it as well. Like if we go on YouTube, we find every single DJ, every Don't single go. model, everyone who has some sort of influence talking about Bitcoin, talking about stock stock exchanges. Uh, what would be your advice to those people? Well, there's this saying, uh, they, we had it in college, and it goes, uh, when the cab driver uh, talks about it, you need to get out. And I feel like there are a lot of cab drivers talking about all sorts of commodities, stocks, and uh, cryptocurrencies. Uh, I think that's always at the end of a bull cycle, you see these kind of uh, excesses happen. So, uh, what's a bull cycle, uh, Ralph? Just a bull cycle is uh, you always have when it goes up, it's the bull cycle, and when it goes down, it's the bear uh, cycle. Um, yeah, all stuff. Uh, I mean, we all remember when everything crashed uh, beginning of March last year, um, and not even a year later, we have all time highs for almost everything. Um, for uh, Bitcoin or, um, I mean, people are pay paying crazy money for Pokemon cards. Uh, you cannot buy a Rolex for spot price anymore. Stocks are going through the roof. It's just all so sick right now. While, in fact, a lot of shops are closed. 
uh, people cannot work now. Uh, we have all these lockdowns everywhere. So that's kind of uh, uh, a bit weird that all these commodities are sky high and uh, all the stocks and all the stuff. But uh, the real economy is really not going that well. But that has um, to do with yeah. the fact that America and every other possible country at this moment is just printing money, right? Yep, definitely. And uh, But that's not a healthy uh, situation. At some point, the bill has to be paid. Yep. And yeah, uh, some people are talking about the big reset and that Corona is, uh, or COVID is a whole big scheme to... Uh, to um, make the great reset happen and yeah I really don't know uh, we will see but um, yeah all this stuff yeah it doesn't feel uh, really good uh, to me it's weird it's that uh, no one um, in Holland that's what I see then and uh, nobody had to sell their car yet or something because it's all being uh, the money is being printed and yeah it's just so weird um, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so as i have a, some as advice on yeah. uh, what you what you asked before uh, joey um, mm-hmm. because you talked about youtube if you want to trade anything don't go to youtube because that's <laughs> like that's like the guys who don't know anything about actual trading but they just made money with bitcoin for example and they're showing you this is how i trade uh, Ralph, you sent us a funny video of this yeah. guy who says, yeah, you just buy when it's going up and then when it's at the top, you sell it. That's trading. And it's like, uh, it, it is, it's it's trading, but realize that you always can lose all your money you put in. Yeah. Um, I think that's also very important for everybody listening who's like, oh yeah, I want to invest. You can lose all of your money that you invest. So if you have a hundred bucks, lying around and you you want to spend it fine you know if you lose it uh, if it's no problem then you can happily invest it but if you really need that money to pay rent don't put it in any uh Ever. all these like uh yeah. cryptos and whatever it's it's like yeah i i don't like the greed which is involved um uh if you want to invest and you have the money uh uh, always uh, only invest what you're uh, ready to uh, or willing to lose. Um, but just uh, look if there's anything you really like. Or uh, uh, for me, for instance, I would only invest in stuff I like. Uh, uh, the world is changing. I, I, I like uh, uh, the I like Tesla, for instance. I like electric cars. I like all that uh, positive stuff. Um, uh, we need to uh, stop burning fossil fuels. Uh, so I like to invest in stuff um, which is making that happen. Uh, I have this Norwegian company uh, I invested uh, just a little bit of money in who are totally focused on making... Um, what's the bad stuff? Is that hydrogen fuel? Hydrogen, uh, hydrogen yeah. yeah. Uh, to make that uh, more uh, easy to actually use. So... That's stuff I would like to see. Uh, also, uh, I have a kid. You also have a kid, uh, Joey. Um, yeah, for their future. Um, yeah, for the rest, it's not uh, for the, the greed or something. Uh, I, I don't invest uh, much, totally not much, uh, because, um, yeah, if you're Scandling. starting on that path, you, yeah, I'd rather focus on making music and uh, creating something then be focused on uh, money and all that stuff it it, yeah. it will not make you happy at all 
Well, the more you have, the 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 more worries you have. Also, it's like it's funny like with this Dogecoin uh, thing. Like, I had some Dogecoin. Like, I I invested like 15 euros or something like that. Like, very small amount, and it went. It it became like 40 euros overnight. Uh, and I was like, oh wait, maybe I can add some more. I see it's going up. I I, I watch Twitter. I watch some forums. Yeah, it might go up a little bit. So I put 100 euros in it. And I made 100 euros in the end. And I was like, okay, I'm done. But the amount of stress you have, it's not real stress. It's like you're <laughs> constantly checking it. You're constantly... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, it's not it's not like the kind of um, uh, thing you would like to no. do. What, what, what I would like to do every day. And that's why I sent also to you guys, because we have a chat group. I was like... This is where the real money is, and I was making music, and I just realized like it's two opposites for me. And when I'm making music, it's just like I f- can forget everything. And with with trading, it's like you have to be active, you have to watch everything, and there's so much that can happen, and no one knows, which is also a big. There's no expert in trading, even though if people think they're experts in trading, no one knows where it's gonna go. You can predict. Yeah. You can be 99.9% sure, and still it can go the other way, which is... Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, when some people don't have uh, a lot of money, and uh, yeah, uh, I do get them, then uh, if they have a few hundred bucks to spare, they just put it in there and see if it will return something for them, which will make their financial position a lot better. Uh, so I get it, but that's that's gold seeking, and uh, that's not the real motive behind it for me uh, or what it should be. So that's what I kind of dislike about the world, and also for those guys, yeah. Uh, if you uh, uh, have any amount of stress over it, hey, quit it and just do what you love anyway. If you look at my bank account, there's actually no money going out except for stuff when I'm going to paint something in the house or whatever. I mean... Yeah, I have all these these old sweaters and uh, sometimes I get something and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. If you're happy with what you have, don't get the stress on your uh, shoulders. I mean, it's stressing over... over, Stressing can be be good, but not over the stuff that you... You can't stress over, oh, I might lose that or whatever. That's mm. the worst stress you can have. And with yeah. trading money and it's always going to be, hey, I made a hundred bucks, but I can, it could be 150 bucks. But aside from the, like, because most of what we're talking about right now is short term, but as, when you talk about the long term, I kind of feel like Bitcoin especially. So forget about all the altcoins, Bitcoin especially. I do believe in the long term, that's a good investment, but that's just me, you know? Same. Uh, I, th- I think so too. Uh, yeah. why, why do you think so? Because I think that when you compare it to gold, like there's a maximum of it. Um, it's built on the blockchain, which I believe in. <laughs> when you talk about the... We cannot make gold either. Eh? There's also a maximum. Yeah, that's true. But we can still find like another... We just don't know where the maximum is. That's yeah, true. exactly. We don't know where yeah. the maximum is, and I think what we're maybe what we're maybe going to see this week with the whole silver squeeze is that I I don't know. The, I I kind of feel like the old system, the old financial system as we've always used it, is kind of broken. But as you as you said, Ralph, especially now during Corona, every country is printing money. The house prices are 
like crazy, crazy expensive while everyone's sitting at home and we all still spend money like we're the richest people on earth. Like how? That's not possible. So I kind of feel like the system is getting to a point where it's broken and where the new kind of um, phase is going to start. And I feel like Bitcoin can be part of that phase. More like a, a place where, where your value keeps your value. Because if you keep it on your bank account, uh, especially the dollar right now, I think, that same dollar is less worth tomorrow. But if Elon Musk says, I don't like Bitcoin anymore, you'll lose true. 25% of your yeah. Uh, money. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And that's, but that's, the, of course, the, the risk. But that's, that I think that's because it's kind of new. I think uh, what's, what's cool about Bitcoin is that, of course, Bitcoin was the, the start of this technology, basically, the blockchain technology, or at least brought it up to the general public and explained mm-hmm. to the general public what it, what it could do, what it was capable of. And I feel that Bitcoin now has such a stable amount of people that has invested in it or is is still investing in it, and it has such a name uh, that it still will be it will be there in the future. Although I'm not sure if it can actually take over the financial system in any way. I think it's still way too small no, for that. I, I don't believe uh, but that it like, will take over. It can be part of it, maybe, but also. I'm not sure if it's going to be that impactful uh, in the rest of the future, but as in terms of trading, I see like it's a very stable, well, not yeah, stable in a different way. On the long term, kind of a stable coin, crypto coin to to invest some money in, and mm-hmm. I think it's always good to have some at least. Um, but I'm not sure, like like you said, Ralph, because. Elon Musk can tweet one thing and there goes half of your money, uh, for example. And that's like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, da- that's dangerous. I don't, I don't have, have the balls to uh, change my bank account for a Bitcoin account. Uh, I do like that it's decentralized. I think the central banks are doing a really bad job. And uh, we, we never even paid the, the bill we had in 2008 for the financial uh, crisis. Uh, we just started to print money and lower interest rates. So yeah, your uh, your money is uh, up to uh, some. Um, yeah, it devaluates uh, actually. On the other hand, um, that's not a bad thing when the wages are going up. So um, yeah, I don't know where it's uh, going. Uh, I, I kind of dislike the whole uh, emphasis on uh, money and financial systems. For me, it's weird. Where I, I studied it, uh, it of course. And nobody, when I talked about my study, was actually interested in what I was doing. And now, all of a sudden, we have uh, traders like, uh, yeah, traders, not traitors. Uh, <laughs> traders, day traders, like they're as much as we have insects. Yeah, and uh, but it's that's uh, weird for me. The focus on money and stuff is but too it's big. A classic, uh, yeah. It's a classic classic model base you can you can make a model out of that because it's the same with djing when i made music and i was trying to dj at uh like small parties for friends people looked down on me and were like they saw me oh for one party has to work two days for 50 euros and he's like building it and he's like well he's not a very good dj yet maybe but yeah he's there in the corner we're with with our friends and then uh, as, as once as you're, hey, wait, they see I make money with it. They see me on the big stage. And then everybody want, like them wants to become a DJ. And it's like, mm-hmm. 
you hear now everywhere in in especially in Holland everybody is a DJ um, so you meet people and you're like yeah, yeah I make music and uh, well I'm a DJ not at the moment I always say because of Corona and then they say oh yeah I also know t- new two DJs and uh, yeah they uh. so like everybody wants to be a DJ now and I feel like it's always these kind of hypes that bring the fake people in and that's where you see it now with crypto like the day traders uh, which always also run very annoying ads on YouTube, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, watch those uh, <laughs> clips. No, but the ads, they run ads. And like they come, they, they're like from, oh, look at me, I'm my villa in Bali. And uh, oh, you, yeah, you can yeah. become a trader too. And uh, I'm like, no, thanks. Uh, <laughs> but it's like it's like that in, in w- with, with being a DJ as well. And I think kind of Corona probably makes less people... Uh, want to get into DJing so we might get a very um, very uh, how do you say that honest group of DJs again after this is all over mm-hmm. um, because the so fame is, is the fame and the hype is gone uh, there's also not going to be as much money available for starting DJs mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's it's maybe but it's then be, uh, you're again. also saying that we're at the end or the, the, the top of a hype of the bull cycle yeah yeah, I think that's that's very true. Actually. I really yeah. do feel that the music industry, after this is all over, that it's getting back to basics, as you might call it. Um, I, I think festival organizations are not going to take the risk anymore to spend so much money on fireworks, to spend so much money on um, decorations and stuff. Like it, it will be more about the music, like how it all started. Like a simple... Um, Simple stage, the DJ is kind of the the act of the night and that's what it's about. That's why you're there for the music. And of, of course, still there will be part entertainment, but the way how it went in the last five years, to me, it really felt like, if you describe it in a financial term, it felt like a bull market in the last five years. I kind of liked it. Uh, I liked that it was uh, cool. a yeah, lot definitely. of art people were involved in making uh, the stages and uh, it all looked really cool. And uh, I think it's it actually, yeah, I like uh, when people do create something. I mean, uh, let's when you talk about financial systems, uh, even Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah, it, it does just doesn't create or help. It's just all more of the same uh, nonsense, but uh, repacked in a different, uh, um, yeah, thing <laughs> and uh but uh, uh, with this i actually liked it that um uh that all the organizers were being really creative about it was not only bigger and better but it was just uh, nicer and a better thought of and I, yeah liked i think it i was also i was also mostly talking about djs themselves where in the beginning uh, a lot of djs i met were the same kind of people as me we loved making music. We helped each other a lot. We hang out together. And the last couple of years, more and more DJs uh, DJs came in who didn't even make music, who were just like they were hiring guys to make music for them. Uh, and they were like, or they were hired to be like the face of an act. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it became, there are a lot of people who were in it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And that's that's what I missed with a lot of, people i met over the years where was some passion for music that's not about hey i'm on the main stage but it's about hey look at all these people together and look at 
it's it's really um it's really weird to me that well it's not weird it's it's, it's like that model it follows that that model that applies on a lot of uh, <laughs> um areas probably but i think in dj dj's will be more pure after the corona crisis because I to become so too, to, yeah. to be wanna but be a dj now like at this moment you really must w- love music because it's not going to be a big crowd anytime soon um maybe next year or maybe end of this year but it's going to take some some patience but do you think it, that it also has to do something with greed like it to me it feels like it's the same pattern which is happening with bitcoin it starts with people who are like fully yeah. passionate, passionate about something. Mm-hmm. Then you have the, the early adapters coming in saying, hey, this might be something. Then it hits the mainstream media. People think there's money. The greediness yeah. starts to kick there's in. There's no, there's, yeah, Ev- d- definitely. Everything starts to blow up and that's when things mm-hmm. explode. Definitely. Right? People that's don't the pattern. Rea- that's definitely the pattern. And I also think that people don't realize there's almost never a way to make money easily. If you hear from somebody making 10 million in Bitcoin, at that point you're too late to make that same 10 million. So like, and he probably took a lot of risk when he didn't make 10 million yet. So it's always, um, there's no easy money, I think. That's what people, uh, also being a DJ, it's not easy money, you know? There's a lot of hours in it. The only thing that makes it easy is that all those hours in it are enjoyed, or at least by me. Like all those hours in my studio and touring, it's mostly, most of the time I was, was enjoying myself. So that's probably the big upside about the whole uh, be, being a DJ thing, I think. True. Like I think that goes for Ralph as well. He makes a lot of hours, it's not always fun, but at least most of the days you're making music and that's like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's pretty amazing. cool. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's true. Although I gotta I, say, uh, I I had an interesting talk uh, with Marlon about it. Uh, he played. Uh, he's now playing in uh, Taiwan uh, still, and he said, "Oh, dude, I played Grit again. Uh, the record uh, we did in 2013 with Dairo. I think it's still one of my favorites we ever did. And uh, the melody which is in there, I actually made it in 2009." And uh, he said, wow, if I look back at that, that's something you don't make anymore. And then I I was thinking, well, actually, there are are not that many artists who are making those kind of melodies. uh, Yeah, not uh, anymore at all. Uh, The pressure of uh, delivering tracks and uh, staying in the spotlight. Yeah, it's just so crazy right now, uh, which takes away a lot of fun uh, for me also in the studio because I'm not taking the time anymore to make something like Grit, uh, which is yeah, kind of kind of a shame actually. But that's because the the pressure and the, the attention span of people is just so low. Yeah. And to be honest, when Grit came out, it wasn't that big of a success actually. It, it it's also the pressure quick. you 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 put on yourself, and I noticed that once you have, uh, and that's also the problem w- with like trading. <laughs> once you may have success, you have a feeling that you should always get back to that success to again feel the same satisfaction, or at least feel, have some of it. Well, yeah, but it's also people depend on you right now. That it, it's it it doesn't uh, in two thousand nine. 
it felt like uh, we were with two, but to say it, it, it was a one-man show. I just could do whatever yeah, 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 I felt yeah. like. Nobody was dependent on what I did. Well, to be honest, Marlon uh, was, because if I didn't deliver, he didn't have any gigs to play. But, uh, yeah, he could always uh, wash my car. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, now the dependency of other people on uh, what you do is, is even but bigger. But do, do you and, mean, like, yeah. do you mean Marlon and your manager, or do you mean also your family, or what do you mean by... No, 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 it's Marlon, the manager, the booker, uh, everybody which is uh, here at the office uh, right now, uh, before... Uh, COVID kicked in. Uh, we had uh, four people uh, working uh, uh, part-time or full-time uh, for us, and now we went back to uh, two. And uh, but only as of uh, December, because uh, we also told uh, people, "Hey, uh, no biggie. Uh, you can stay here until uh, December." But yeah, afterwards, uh, it would be weird for us to uh, pay you, even though there's no work anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah. It be also, I still love making music, but I'm doing it different than how I started because then that that one melody, yeah, I actually thought it it was so much funner. Or I'm not taking the effort now to perfect that melody. Also, the I gotta say it's not only because the dependency of other people, but also I noticed the market market didn't always. Um, praise that effort they they just couldn't hear how much effort you put into it so sometimes that makes you take the easy road uh, a little bit a, a lot of a lot of your story is actually exactly the reason why I'm starting to release under aliases mm -hmm. uh, because it's like I always made all kinds of music um, and Jay Hardway was like my main thing and I focused mostly on that also I liked making the music a lot still do uh, but then I also make other stuff and I used to make like hip-hop beats or whatever and that over the years of being more successful has like kind of been shoved to the background didn't do it anymore and when I did it I was like for example making a beat for five minutes and I was like ah, I don't I'm not gonna do anything with this um, I don't want to make it whatever but what I've noticed now is like hey I'm gonna start an alias project um, and I'm gonna release that song, so I'm gonna finish it. Even if it only gets like a thousand plays, at least it gives me a goal for that. Mu I, I I really found uh, a way to have way more fun again in making music mm -hmm. because there's no pressure. It's like an artist that's that name isn't out there yet. I don't need to. Uh, nobody's dependent on it. I have to say it's really helped me a lot in getting back that original um, fun in creating stuff because yeah. I'm actually making it for something and you actually that pushes you a little bit to finish it and um, it gives it more meaning or something like that. Uh, it's also better to do under an alias because uh, what I noticed uh, when uh, like one passion project uh, we did a few years ago was making the music for um, for Destiny 2 the game and mm -hmm. um, yeah, we, we made it different. I uh, went into the studio with... Um, shit, uh, what's his name again? I forgot his name. Oh, uh -oh. no. <laughs> He's an amazing artist. Uh, oh, Matt B. Matt B., French guy. And it was in LA. He was over there also doing sessions a lot. 
And we, we really just hit it off. The, the first two hours of the session were really shit, but then all of a sudden he, he, he said he, he liked to do reggae as well, while, while he was more like a punk rock guy. And um, so we started incorporating reggae into Destiny, and it was for me it was this passion project, and I loved it so much. But then it came out, and a lot of the reactions was, hey, dude, uh, just make something like Savior. And I was like, oh, man... It's just, uh, hey, you should just say it doesn't do me anything or, but yeah, you, it just uh, gets under your skin. Yeah. Yeah. And and then it, it goes like, oh man, yeah, what the heck, you know? Or, yeah, I'm not going to take the effort anymore to try to do something. Because for me, that project had something as pure as, as Mush Mush back in the day, which I just made because I, I was thought it, it actually was pretty cool. But also with Mush Mush, when we first started playing it, or we even sent it out to everybody, nobody, but uh, literally nobody reacted on the track. Then oh, the only guy who did something with it was Tiesto, and he played it two times after uh, uh, two times uh, in his radio show, week one and week two, and then uh, on Twitter we uh, uh, yeah took all our cojones and asked him, dude, would you like to release this? And he said, hey, I actually would, uh, and but you have to adjust this and this. Um, then the track came out. And everybody started playing it from the Swedish House Mafia to Steve Oki to uh, Leibach Luke, name it, all the big guys. And um, But all those guys, we sent them out, everybody the promo for them to release or play, but they didn't. And that's do you the, think? Yeah. Do you think that has something to do with the fact that a guy like Chesto approved it? Or is Definitely, it that they simply yeah. didn't listen to it in their email? No, it's a pre-selection, and I get it. We have the same thing because we get sent a lot of demos. But uh, it kind of proves the fact that even though the the first initial reactions aren't too good, you should always do what you love and stay yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, true to and, it. And but, also, but it's hard. It's hard to stay. It's also true important to, it. to realize is that uh, a lot of great new music is often when people listen to it, it's it's too new. And they don't know what to do with it. Sort of like, nah, too risky for my radio show. Or it's just too mm. new, weird. I'm not going to play it. And yeah. that's that's what's cool about a guy like Tiesto is he has a great ear for uh, what's new and cool. Because Definitely. it can be new and, and still mm. like shit. But oh, he, he loves he, fresh stuff, yeah. He loves fresh stuff and he still has a good ear for what still works. So um, that, that's, that's why unique. the approval probably helped. Because... Uh, people see, oh wait, Tiesto plays it. Oh well, yeah. then, because they respect him and they they, they know what he's capable of, uh, yeah. they're like, oh wait, let's uh, yeah, let's yeah. also play it. But, but still, well, one I, of I those guys could have picked it up, you know, uh, or yeah. played it even. Uh, but yeah, Tiesto for me, he's the king, and uh, he's always a guy, guy who sticks out his neck for uh, for new talent. Ralph, I don't know if you uh, remember, but. We, we once did a podcast together and there you mentioned that um, we were talking about kind of the same subject where artists, once they become successful, are kind of forced to keep doing the same thing that made them successful. And yeah. I, I, I believe you recall to Die Hard 1, Die Hard 2, Die Hard 3 and Die Hard 4. 
it's kind of the same movie just with a different uh, mm. like different actors in it and stuff and that's what I see happening more and more like you have that one song that puts your name on the map yeah then people start expecting that from you and the minute you decide like I'm done with this I'm gonna I don't have fun with this anymore I'm gonna try to do something else that's where your audience will kind of well, they just won't like your next song because that's not why they became a fan. Most definitely, of them yeah, 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 yeah. And that's kind of, I think, the biggest struggle uh, a professional artist has to deal with every day. Because on one hand, you have your audience that you want to keep happy and you appreciate for having. On the other hand, you have your own happiness and passion for music, which you still want to keep yeah. exploring and evolving. I think. I think. Keeping your audience happy is uh, definitely not part of being an artist. Uh, that's how I see it. I really try to get that s- uh, like separated from me uh, mm-hmm. because that made me the most unhappy because people are never, not you cannot satisfy an- everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm never doing something like, oh, my fans uh, will like this song. I will put it out. I'm always just, what can I do to push my boundaries? What can I do to keep my work interesting? And I think in the long run, yes, you're gonna have some tracks that fans are gonna hate or like, what's this? This is not the J-Hard way I know. But in the long run, I think you build the most honest relationship between you and your fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love my fans, but I'm always gonna make sure I put myself on my own experimental uh, music on number one. To, b- because I believe that in the long run will be the best for my fans as well. So what you're yeah. saying is don't focus on like what one release does, focus on what all your releases do in the long term. And that will bring you, like if there's one release that someone doesn't like, fine, you know? Yeah. He will probably like the second or the third one and still It's important to, to stay stay true to yourself. And yeah. definitely there are some compromises you you eventually have to take because a label wants it or maybe you played at a festival and hey the response isn't that great so it's not that i that you don't listen to it but um it's important to stay true to your own creativity because i think um i'm, I'm like a very creative person so when my creativity if i'm like blocked i get blocked in my private life as well and i think that can be very um it's like a si- how do you si- a silent killer or something. It's, it can mm-hmm. be like, it can be like under underground for a year, and they rela- realize like, oh shit, I've been blocked. Uh, so it's it's very important to keep that, keep yourself in check with that as well. I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something interesting that you see happening with a lot of artists. For, at a certain level, uh, this becomes like the, the the daily struggle for most of them. It's what I see happening here with some of my clients as well. At first, they're all looking to get that success. And once they have the success, Mm -hmm. they just get a different struggle. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm doing it a little bit differently uh, because uh, I like listening to the feedback of uh, people who are taking the effort to listen to uh, our uh, music. And uh, they they sometimes actually have really good ideas also, uh, which I happily uh, steal uh, from them. (laughs) <laughs> and um, 
Um, also, um, what I liked, uh, I, I, I know Jopke is also a fan of uh, movie scores, and uh, I think those are one of the, the biggest magicians uh, musically there are. And uh, one of my favorites is uh, John Williams. And not the guy who's on RTL four. <laughs> I would say he also have a, have a, has a program where he helps people. <laughs> yeah, no, not that one. The guy who wrote the Star Wars team. Help my husband is, uh, wants to rebuild yeah. our house. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I was making the joke myself. Ah, there's my mouth. But uh, no, the guy he actually. Uh, when uh, everybody knows him for his famy, famous uh, easy-going melodies. Uh, that's a uh, thingy. Uh, Indiana Jones, you have Star Wars, E.T., just name it, and he did it. But he also, what he does, uh, when the initial famous melody, the simple one, is done, he always go, goes into, let's say it's a B, the B act, and that's a part for himself. Which he just uh, uh, covers mm. with the, the the easy stuff because his melodies are easy to listen to, but they're actually genius. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's when I started. Okay, that's actually a cool idea. So yeah. when I go into a break or whatever, there's always a part in the tracks uh, which is in there for me, and uh, yeah, that's actually what I like doing now, and that's where I. Uh, yeah, if you listen to my music, uh, a lot of the breaks are, yeah, uh, you can hear actually some movie score influence in there. And that's always for me, that's that's what I like. And sometimes when I'm in the car, I play my own music and I just want to hear that little bit, you know, and it's mm. not more than 15 or 30 seconds. But yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit for me and the rest is for uh, everybody. And uh, I gotta say, I still have a lot of fun when a, a track sounds like the old bass checkers and still is so effective when Marlon plays it and people are jumping uh, to it. That's a part I really miss seeing. So uh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy he's now playing club shows in uh, Taiwan. Um, I think that's the main aspect which makes especially big room music so unique. That's the simultaneously jumping of a big crowd yeah, mm. who does that? That's that's so unique that uh, a, a music can bring that about to people, and uh, I think that's still yeah the, the, where the magic really is. And if you can uh, make that happen, yeah, I, I also like when the people go hey ho out of themselves. That's the the emotion I want, you know, just having fun uh, and being one as a crowd. And yeah, well, when I'm there, I'm doing the same same thing still. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like the idea that you just gave us with uh, the part where you say, okay, take the small melody and make that easy to understand for like the big crowd, but yeah. always implement some part which is for you. Like yeah. the yeah, it, we the also creative. should never forget that because we're so into music, we're like music pros. Let's call it like that, and mm -hmm. we're busy so much with music that we. Uh, tend to go further into the rabbit hole because it doesn't satisfy us uh, anymore because we're so used to it. But 99% uh, of all the people are not busy with so much music. I, I don't agree yeah. with you totally on that last comment. I think um, yeah. I can. that's what I like about making music. I can make the simplest melody, a simple beat, uh, and I can still really, really enjoy it. 
Um, so I think it's it, it it doesn't have to be more complex or something per se. No, no, true. Um, but but I like bringing uh, a little bit of complexity uh, wrapped around in in an easygoing uh, Snickers. Uh, <laughs> uh, let, uh, let's say where you can bring about a cool, distinctive taste while it still has the the uh, the simplicity of being for a big crowd. And um, yeah. yeah, I think. Those are the the cool uh, effects. Uh, uh, things I, also about music. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's there's a couple like jo- genius in that, like John Williams, uh, yeah. the composer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still keep picturing the other <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, what's that's so cool? Set has that too, where Set uh, is even like well, not better than John Williams, but what Set does is like complex chord uh, arrangements, mm. and they oh, are yeah. still sound very simple or easy to listen to. I, I uh, had to do and, a and remix Williams for him once. Uh, it, yeah. made, it made me go crazy because he doesn't use the, the normal chord schemes we're used to. He actually had like a 14-bar melody. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck should I do now, man? You're starting in this keynote and then ends up in that one. And yeah... Yeah, it it's, it's amazing. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's amazing how he does that. And what John yeah. Williams does amazing is, like you said, it sounds simple, but if you hear how many, there's also small subtle chord changes and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it's what, what's really cool is there's this video of uh, two guys uh, playing trumpet outside of John Williams' house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, John Williams, the composer. <laughs> <laughs> Always makes uh, me laugh as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just I, I keep seeing him now too. Um, but it's two. They play uh, Star Wars, uh, which John Williams composed. The the composer. Uh, um, but what's cool about it is two different. Um, uh, I don't I don't know how you call that in English, but um, so he plays trumpet one and trumpet the other plays trumpet two. Oh, yeah. And you can hear the difference in notes. And that's only two of out of the the whole orchestra, but you can hear already in that how complex it is. And mm-hmm. some notes that he hits with like the second trumpet that you're like, wow, that's that makes that melody so much more special. Um, I think that's really really cool about a um, a great composer like that. And I think that's what you always want to. What I always want to strive for is like, it sounds simple, but it is way more complicated and a true mm-hmm. mus- musician will hear other stuff in, in it than my mom for example mm-hmm. true yeah. yeah okay so that's always the, uh, the goal yeah Clear. that's my goal guys i agree <laughs> yeah guys we covered uh, bitcoin we covered uh, the the mouth of health <laughs> i think we kind of uh, had our update for now right i think we also like jay had to go uh no no, no, I just the, need to be in time the, the for the... Pump. I need to be on time uh, for the ripple pump, which is happening in 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, go, go could go for a, for a snack. Uh, nothing funny happened uh, somewhere? Uh, thing, uh, things we noticed? Life's pretty uh, boring at this moment. I yeah, went to the car wash. Sure. Um, and I went uh, walking yesterday in Rembrandt Park in Amsterdam. Um, oh yeah, I saw some uh, some police on Museumplein because I uh, biked. Uh, yeah, was on my bike uh, because of the protest, but not really interesting. This morning it was really slippery in Amsterdam. Um, I actually ended up second place in a Warzone tournament. Cool, wow. that's uh, yep. pretty sick. I put my first seventeen bomb. 
Oh, yeah, what? 17 kills. 17 oh, kills. On a solo yeah. or? Uh, duos. duos. Broke my record. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty, pretty much. And you play on Xbox? Xbox, yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, that yeah, the, the <laughs> that explains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do yeah. crossplay though, so I play against cheaters as well, <laughs> uh-huh. like Jay. <laughs> I would never cheat. That's not. I, the I only play on uh, PS4 against PS4 dudes and PS5 dudes. Yeah, exactly. So oh, uh, let's play, yeah. guys. Let's wrap it up. Wrap this up. Yep. We will cool. see each other uh, next month. Okay. Podcast.